Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mm. Uh, Jerry Jones today mm. was on mm. the Ben and Skin Show, and mm. that is always a pleasure. Mm. There's so much to get into with him. I mean, I don't even know where to start, but I I, I think what I'd kind of like to do is start with the funny stuff here, sure. if you don't mind. Uh, here's cut number 10. Uh, we were talking about how Dak Prescott wore boots into the locker room yesterday, and there was a neat story about that. Chris Jones gave them to him. Is that kind of what happened? That's what I had seen, and I and he was wearing them with shorts, right? Yeah, because it was probably a pretty cool thing to do. Like, he didn't get dressed and say, I'm going to go wear shorts and boots, but he thought, mm-hmm. hey, somebody gave me some boots as a gift. Right. I'm going to show him some love and put them on. Yeah, I wear those uh, Pepsi cowboy boots with shorts. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we do have the, God, we need to auction those off. Yeah. So apparently charity. the, the story said that they were on the flight home, and Prescott and Chris Jones get into a conversation about shoes on the flight back from Washington. So apparently, Chris was like, "You got any cowboy boots?" And Dak's like, "No." And then Chris shows up this week in the locker room with some cowboy boots. Yeah, that is awesome. So and, give me your size, and we, that's incredible too. Because even Dak talks to special teamers. He's just he'll like talk us. to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> he'll talk to anybody, even Chris Jones. Now, what, what do you do for the team again? Uh, so we asked Jerry Jones, hey, what is your strategy when it comes to wearing boots? Well, uh, I did notice that Dak had a new pair of boots, and I thought that was a great story that went with it. But um, uh, years ago, I had boots that I had before I bought the Cowboys, and I love to wear them. And they're pretty stylish, too. And uh, so um, uh, I've always kept my boots. And when I first got to town, 30 years ago, uh, almost every time I'd speak, well, I'd get presented with a pair of boots. <laughs> and many of them were really done in a neat way. They'd have a special feature on them that had something to do with the Cowboys. So over the years, I've uh, uh, accumulated a, a fabulous collection. I don't think you could start uh, wearing Cowboy boots uh, 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 almost by the day. And <laughs> I believe I'd be June before I wore the same boot twice. <laughs> so I do imagine, I bet he's got a boot closet. Just yeah. one whole closet devoted to boots. I still think my Boot Barn song. Is yeah. boot, boot Barn still a thing? I hope so. I don't know, man. I, mean, I assume so. I'm more of a Luke Casey guy. All right. I go there sometimes just to hang out. Yeah. If you're a Boot Barn, text in 877-881-1053 on the Autoflex leasing fan text. Uh, I thought you followed up with one of the greatest... Interview questions of all times. Time? Mm-hmm. When you ask Jerry. Timing? Have you ever been jealous of another man's boots? Mm. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I'm asking people all the time, where did you get those boots? Uh, who made those? Or how did you? And uh, it uh, makes me feel good. I, uh, I'm asked uh, uh, where I got the, the boots that I have on. And I'm, I'm, um, I'm a big uh, cowboy boot fan. I wear them with dress clothes. I wear them every way you can think of it really is amazing. It's it's uh it doesn't even matter what your background is and what your accent is and what you know where you grew up. Shoes, boots, footwear is such a great conversation starter for so many people. 
You know, so many people care more about what's on their feet than any other part of their body, any other part of their clothes. And there are so many great stories that come from someone noticing someone's kicks or boots or obviously women. There's a lot of women that are way into shoes. I mean, the hell, that was one of the running jokes of uh, sex in the city was the addiction to buying shoes. That's a big thing for people, and it can really draw people together. You know, I uh, I, I just bought my first pair of boots, I, I guess about four years ago, and I had no idea that people would always go, oh, man, they're so comfortable. They're, they're more comfortable than tennis shoes. I'm like, what are you, what on earth are you talking? They got a hard heel on them. How mm-hmm. can they be more comfortable? But if you get the right pair of boots, uh, a nice pair, like maybe those Lucchese boots, I think they're, they're pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think all your boots would be Lucchese boots unless you were like high rolling like Jerry. Right. But, you know, it's they are incredibly comfortable. I was surprised. Yeah. There, by the way, there's a lot of people asking. You were saying boot barn or butt barn? Boot barn. Yeah. Okay. The song is, and I don't know why they haven't used this. No one's Can reached out it? to me. You want to hear it? Yeah. Heading on down to the boot barn to buy my boots. Bom, bom, bom. Heading on down to the boot barn to buy my boots. Bom, bom, bom. Heading on down to the boot boot barn. I'm going to go buy me some boots. Woo! Heading on down to the booty boot barn. I'm gonna go buy me some boots. I mean, right? Yeah, it's I mean, jamming, I think bro. that's. I like the booty boot barn. I mean, oh, the booty yeah. barn, uh, absolutely. Uh, so we had to ask Jerry about taco. Uh, this is cut number four. Where did you guys miss? Uh, because clearly, it's a bust. It's a miss. Where did you guys miss on your evaluation of taco? Well, uh, first of all, I agree with you. It's a mess, and uh, you can't. Uh, have your number one draft pick that uh, three years later for talent reasons or for compatibility reasons just not make it. Uh, I think we've always uh, got to realize that uh, uh, the motivation, we depend on motivation. The game does. The game's exciting because it requires something more than just talent. You've got to be unique to even play in the NFL. Talent standpoint, but still, it requires a, a, a really uh, uh, extended motivation. When you're in the defensive line, it asks for more of you than the other positions in terms of being motivated, in terms of fighting through. Uh, just the nature of the uh, activity in the defensive line suggests fighting through. But you're usually fighting through pain. You're fighting through really serious obstacles called those big offensive linemen. And so that you've got to absolutely be uh, eating raw meat to be a, a, a defensive lineman in my mind. And you get there a lot of different ways. Individuals do it a lot of different ways. But for, uh, for whatever the reason, uh, the, the, the that area of Taco, and it had as much to do with his own disappointment, his own uh, feeling that he can do better. I've seen him do a rep at practice. Uh, saw it this year, training camp. And uh, when he didn't get there, his he just wilted. It just uh, looked like it impacted uh, uh, everything that he was going to do for the rest of the practice. And um, uh, you, you say, well, I can correct that if you're a coach. Or I can correct that if you're a manager. But on the other hand, uh, you've got to get it done. Well, how that is done, how he deals with that, that can be in the future. Tom Landry used to say, don't ever get up on a defensive lineman for three years. Okay, so wilted is a very strong word because you immediately think of what a plant does when a plant's dying. 
all right, what that plant looks like. And one of the phrases that we heard over and over and over again about taco over the last year or so was body language. Negative energy. If you are describing the way a person is carrying themselves and you are using the word wilted, that is very descriptive. And he basically is not being mean-spirited or anything like that. He's just saying Taco did not have the mental toughness to do what we needed him to do. And he also sort of implied that it worked against himself. Like he got too down on himself and had high expectations and didn't achieve them and then didn't react properly. Hopefully for Taco, he can learn from all this and and reach his potential. But, you know, if you don't have the right attitude or you don't take disappointment uh, in the right fashion, you're not going to get to where you want to go. I feel like well, mate. I feel like this was Marinelli's pick, and Marinelli wore it. I think mm-hmm. Marinelli was was was, and maybe I'm wrong, but you know, we had somebody reach out to us that said, "Hey, be careful about hanging this on Will McClay's tab. You know, don't put this on Will McClay's tab because Will McClay, you know, he'll fall on the sword and say, "Hey, yeah, it was me. I'm in charge." But it really feels like it was. Marinelli's guy and Marinelli is probably upset that they didn't evaluate this because how do you evaluate if a guy's going to be a quitter or not there's no way of knowing that you can Which, have all the pre-draft meetings you want well uh, let you, me, you, you just don't know you know real quick though on, on wilted I would just at training camp what I would see him get beaten one-on-one drills mm-hmm. it was just full-on frustration mm-hmm. and it would be the only guy who would get beaten a one-on-one rep uh pass rush rep and he'd go oh <laughs> it's like okay, dude. It's just one rep. You're fine. You're, I mean, you're third string now, but you're fine. <laughs> you know, what's, like, <laughs> you know what's interesting. What you just said too uh, is Tristan Hill did have the quitter tag hanging on him because of what happened at his at his college, and then the coach left and went to Nebraska. Well, the Cowboys did their due diligence, and his previous coach contradicted what his current coach said. Yeah, and that gave them the confidence to go okay. He's handling his disappointment a little bit better because that taco thing, by the time they drafted Tristan Hill, they knew all about the taco thing. Yeah. And so the fact that they then drafted a guy that had been in a situation where he, for lack of a better term, wilted and they knew exactly why. Right. That actually makes me think that Tristan Hill's going to work. He may have wilted, but it was some other doucher that caused the wilting. Yeah. Uh, And so it's just a matter of placing blame on the wilt. Uh Okay, so uh, here's cut number five, because I think this is a good follow-up to that. Okay, so how do you scout the personality of a player and his ability to deal with failure? If they're lined up in those spots, uh, that's a given that they're, uh, they're, they're going to just be, uh, from a mental standpoint, and they approach it different ways, but that they're going to be mentally driven, uh, going to be goal-oriented in they, they get a lot of, of, of wins out of uh, uh, simply uh, uh, having a technique work for them, and they can get kept away from the quarterback, but they can still have a win. Uh, you've got to work mind games to do that, and maybe Taco will get there someday. Basically say, if I get double teamed and I take two guys and the linebacker is able to go make a play, that's a win. It's not a stat. Mm-hmm. I think you start looking at Taco, maybe he's looking at sacks. Maybe he's looking at – Things like that. Maybe he's looking at just purely snaps and playing time. You know, I just I I can't go get past the really weird moment where after a good preseason game where he started and contributed, he said he takes all of his motivation from his agent. 
Yeah. What a weird thing to go tell everybody. He wanted out, wanted and he out. was doing mop-up duty, and he didn't appreciate being out there. He thought more highly of himself than being a mop-up duty guy, and it was over at that point. It was just a matter of finding if any team would want him. No team wanted to trade for him, and shockingly, uh, we're hearing that Miami, who did claim him, is the only team in the league who put in a claim. And Taco was a good player at Michigan, but he wasn't some star. Mm-hmm. You know, He was just a guy who... You looked at him and went, okay, the length is good here. You see, get a little technique, a little spin move there. I think that was something we can mold into a good player. And if he's not going to do a lot of those things that they've asked him to do when it comes to molding into a, to a better player and improving and not doing those things, then you're gone. And I'm way different situation, way different because this guy has experienced success. But it's kind of a little bit of Rugi. And I don't think Rugi's gotten down on himself too much. I could be wrong on that. But it kind of reminds me of Rugi a little bit. They're asking him to do a bunch of things. They need you to do those things. And I don't know if Taco was doing all the things they were asking. I think Taco was getting in his own head, and he was listening to the media, and he's listening to Bassett trash him at his first training camp. He was listening to all that, and you can't do that. Right. It's interesting, too, because Bassett knows how difficult all that can be, man. He more than any of us. All right, so Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll get the latest on Cowboys injuries from Mickey. And then I got what I think is an awesome college sports mascot story for you. That's next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and say that those Jerry clips that we were just listening to was brought to you by Ford, the best mm. in Texas. Yeah. Um, coming up at one o'clock, we'll talk to Brian Broaddus at DallasCowboys.com. It's always good to talk to him right before a game. And it's always good to bring on another guy from DallasCowboys.com. Also brought to you by Ford, the best in Texas. It's our buddy, Mickey Spagnola. And Mickey KT has deemed that the question of the day is, is Xavier Woods practicing and ready to go? You know, I see him outside working on the resistance cords, so I would say no, he's not practicing. Dang it! Yeah, um, so that means all those guys that, uh, you know, were not practicing so far this week are still not practicing on Friday. You know, but uh, as we talked about this, uh, and at some point you have to go, okay, the Miami Dolphins have grown men that are playing football and not minimize everything they're doing. Right. But I think we've sort of at least resigned ourselves to the idea that this is an okay game for Xavier Woods to miss, and hopefully it looks very good that he would be back for New Orleans, right? Well, it's encouraging uh, because he's moving pretty well. Uh, now, I haven't seen him like all out run, but working on the resistance cords and, you know, walking down the hallway, he, you know, he's not in a boot. And so uh, I think that's encouraging. And they keep saying this could be shorter than than longer. So, yeah, I, I think there would be some encouragement there that he's ready for the Saints. And, you know, I don't know about Michael Gallup, because remember, it's two to four. And if it's two uh, this week, next week, and then maybe the following week, he he's he's ready to go at at the earliest. So yeah, but again, you know, when you always feel, and I, and I heard Jerry say it with you guys, you know, he was talking about the defensive line, and he said we're deep with guys who can play, 
and you know that it's it's great to feel that way but then you got to see it right and and so we're going to see just what kind of depth this team has in the secondary on the defensive line at wide receiver uh so yeah depth is always good until you have to use it and then the the problem is is you get one injury and then well now it's not next guy up it's next next guy up uh and you start getting thin no matter who you're playing even the Miami Dolphins all right are you hearing uh are you hearing any whispers about a deal being finalized with Dak has there been any more chatter about that around the hallways no there really hasn't uh it's it's been kind of quiet so yeah uh I know you guys were trying to get a deal done today, right? Yes. Because it's Friday, yes. right? Yes. Announce it. <laughs> he should have announced it on the air with you. That was the goal. Yeah, right? So, yeah, no, I, I, I have not. And, uh, you know, he he doesn't seem consumed with it, and I guess that's a good thing uh, from a team standpoint that uh, it, it has not caused a distraction for him. Uh, and obviously it hasn't at the level he's been playing. So, yeah, I still think it's one of those things that can happen any time. And, uh, you know, I hate to, you know, just kind of paraphrase what Jerry always says or Steven says, but, uh, you know, it's not done until it's done, and then it could get done right away, you know, once you uh, kind of hammer things out. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where close doesn't, doesn't count in, in, in contract negotiations either. You know, Mickey, the nature of how long a Tyrone Crawford has been dealing with, just for lack of a better term, nagging injury involving these hips. Yeah, it's really starting to uh, freak me out a little bit because he's been. This has been going on for a long t- time, and now they're saying both hips are injured. Yeah, and it, you know, and it's it it has started as you know bursitis, uh, and and I don't know that there's a surgery to alleviate that. Um, but you know, it, it, what, what concerns you is it, if it's been prolonged this long, is there something you can do and go in and, and taking, take care of that? Uh, and then, you know, on the other side, someone would say, well, but you know, you got Robert Quinn coming back and yeah, that's fine and good. But, you know, Crawford was a, you know, kind of two dimensional player. He can help you on the outside and he can help you inside. Uh, and so Quinn coming back, but he doesn't move inside. These other guys can. And then the other thing is, is you, until Quinn's ready to play 60 snaps or 50 snaps a game, however many they would want uh, their starters to play, um, you know, he's going to need backup help, right? Well, Demarcus Lawrence, I don't know that, you know, he's going to play more than 40 snaps or so. So you got to have somebody on that side, too. Uh, so you get stretched a little thin, and like I said, we'll find out just how deep that depth is on, on the defensive line. All right, Mickey, uh, before we let you bounce, we got to get you on record. We're making everybody go on record. The current line is 22.5, right, guys? Is that where it's 23 sitting? 23.5. It's okay. moving up. It's yeah, 27. They can't get anybody to take the under, so now we're at 23.5. <laughs> so uh, go on record. Uh, are the Cowboys going to cover 23 and a half? Okay, I had to throw a score out today, and I threw out uh, – you're going to have to help me with the math. I yep. threw out 34 to 9. 25. That'll work. That'll work. Yeah. They're going to cover. Does because, that cover? Yeah. Because I do think it's going to slow down. Like the second half, it's going to be Cooper Rush, I would think. Well, right? And I think it's going to be a lot of handoffs. I yeah. mean, if you get up, you know, that's the assumption everybody's making, right? And 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 – and here's the deal on this thing. You, you just want to win this game, right? You yeah. just want to win. No injuries. Make sure no injuries, uh, and that's a win too, right? So it doesn't matter if you win 28-14 or 35-3. to 3. 
Uh, just make sure you win and you don't do anything silly out there to cause the Dolphins to be able to say, you know what, I think we can hang in here. And when I look at how poorly they've played against the run, maybe just grind this thing out and just say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to cut down on any mistakes we can make and just going to try to run right over them. Because the only thing I can remember is I think it was 124 left in the first half against New England, and the Patriots had just scored, and it was 13 to nothing. Right. So that gives you a little bit of pause that, you know, yeah, this cakewalk might not be as big a cakewalk as we all think it is. I, I Boy, I, I hate point spreads like that. I know. It's tough to because mess Because you know what? And, and then you can't win. Because if you just win and you don't cover, then, oh, man, this offense isn't that good. Yeah. quarterback, what's he doing? Yeah. He should have put 50 points on this team. So, yeah, you got to be careful on that stuff. All right, have a great weekend, Mickey. I will. See ya. There he goes, Mickey Spagnola. Okay, I'm so fascinated. I've been wanting to give you guys, I was excited about this topic, and I swear to God there was a commercial about it that just aired in the background because the University of Alabama, Birmingham, uh, their game is being televised this weekend. Do you guys know the UAB mascot? I absolutely do. What is it? It's a dragon. Do you know why it's a dragon? No, but I just know because they went away a few years ago. Their football team went away. Right? Yeah. And they came back. That's the only they're, way I know this. They're called the Blazers, Ben, and their mascot is a dragon breathing fire. Oh, I didn't know they were the Blazers. I thought yes. they were the dragon. No, no, no. The Blazers, yeah. like the Trailblazers or like the Sports Blazers? I think it had, I don't know the story, but I think it has something to do with like a person associated with the program or something. I don't know. I don't know the history of it. Smoker. Smoker. Big, big time uh, mm-hmm. smoker. But their athletic director is a man named Mark Ingram. Oh, running back. Okay. Uh, the, from the Ravens. The yeah. great running back. Do you guys remember? I've said it on the air before. Do you guys remember my favorite animal? Your favorite dragon? animal? Close. Is it, is it Close. Uh, a kangaroo? Komodo? Komodo dragon? Komodo dragon. Oh, okay. Komodo, Komodo dragon. dragon's my go-to answer for favorite animal. Wow. Well, that's just badass, man. It's like what? a dinosaur that lives on an island. You, at your go-to, how often are you asked what your favorite animal is? Well, a lot of people are asked and they say liger. I say Komodo dragon. It's always been my favorite animal. I don't think I've ever been asked that. And I think, I'm uh, pretty sure I did a book report on it in fifth or sixth grade. You know those things stay with you. Yeah. Well, Mark Ingram had the brilliant idea of, why wouldn't we have a Komodo dragon out on the field? Like, let's oh, get... Oh, really? <laughs> During no. the play? Yeah, well, possibly, but if you uh, remember the old movie, The Freshman, with Matthew Broderick and uh, yeah. the Godfather, dude. Yeah. The idea was that there was going to be this dinner with a rare Komodo dragon mm-hmm. as the feast, so it's a rare animal anyways. Endangered. Endangered. Not only that, the rumors about the Komodo dragon is that if it spits on you, it'll paralyze you, and then it'll eat children. Is that true? Whoa. Okay, wait, wait. How- That's why you like it. <laughs> they're 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 not they're about the size of a caiman, right? Like they're not a they're they're not like large. They're like uh, alligator size. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're pretty long. They get alligator sized. Yeah, from the end. But see, keep in mind, a lot of that is the tail too, like an alligator. Uh, but you know, they have all four. Shippy, would you mind looking up average size of the Komodo dragon? K O M O D O. So Ingram was really into this idea of why wouldn't we get a Komodo dragon out there on the field? Makes a lot of sense, right? And then he was told that the uh, the Komodo dragons will spit on children, then paralyze them, and then eat them. And he thought, well, that's kind of a bad idea. But then he was also like, man, that doesn't really sound like it makes wow. a lot of sense. So he reached out. Do you guys know what a uh, lizard expert is called? Uh, uh, 
a lizardologist? It's a called her- a it's oh. called a herpetologist. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Once you become one of those, you can't get rid of that, that title doesn't leave forever. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> uh, the University of Georgia herpetologist says that is complete nonsense. It's complete and utter gibberish. I've heard some really stupid things or some things that have been misperceived or misunderstood about the nature of animals, including Komodos, but that's the dumbest thing that I've heard yet. (laughs) However, they do have a very powerful bite, and their saliva does have venomous properties. So we always talk about this, like, why would certain creatures be out on the field during a football game? That would be pretty kick-ass if your mascot was a Komodo dragon. And you actually had a leash on it because they're so stupid looking. They look like a giant iguana, right? Right. Yeah. If you had a giant iguana out on the field. I always thought they kind of looked like a manatee oh, on land. By the way. My, ooh, God, I'm looking at pictures eight of. eight and a half feet in length. Yeah. If yeah. For a male, and a male can get between 170 and 200 pounds. I'm Whoa. looking at, I thought they were just like a lizard size. No, they're Because the huge. one in the freshman was not large. You can see one in Plano, actually. What? I used to see one all the time when I had to go buy worms for Derek's lizards. Like in a creek or something? Uh, no, it's in was a it, store. Is it that golf course yet. where you see that chupacabra? Oh, God, that'd be great. Yeah, that I, Twin Creeks. God, they got whoa. chupas and Komodos. I'm reading. That's not exactly what I was reporting, but we can go with it. All right. There have been some incidents <laughs> with humans, uh, at least between 1974 and 2012. Okay. And a small sample size there. There were 24 reported attacks on humans, including... An investigative journalist by the name of Phil Bronstein, who was the former husband of actress Sharon Stone. What? He what? was attacked. By Sharon Stone? In the L.A. Zoo. That Komodo dragon uncrossed its legs? A Komodo oh dragon. <laughs> in 2001. What yeah. was he? He was like in the, he was in the tank with it? Or what happened? I don't How know. How do you get attacked by a Komodo dragon? They're real low to the ground. Right. Uh, it also At that store, there's a huge sign that's like, do not... Get close. Don't put your hand in there or anything like that. Don't touch the cage. I, none of that. I didn't realize they were so big. This is a, maybe should be my favorite animal. They're so badass, they get to eight man. to nine feet, 200 yep. pounds. They can get up that big. Uh, and it does say here, according to the internet, that uh, they have shark-like teeth and poisonous venom that can kill a person within hours. They can move 12 miles an hour on land sprinting. And that's after working out. Yeah. Good God. Okay, it's so a pretty, it's a pretty kick-ass beast. They so don't why, skip leg day. It's kind of that's a land okay. shark with poison. Uh, yeah. And so I don't understand why you'd need that on a football field. <laughs> well, that kind of brings... Guys, we're the scorpions, so we're going to release 10,000 scorpions on the field of play to let you know we're serious about tackling you. <laughs> what a great pep rally. School spirit. Bro. All these scorpions drop in from the sky. Go, scorpions! <laughs> You kind of the brown recluses. <laughs> well, doesn't LSU have a tiger that they have on the Yeah, team? they got yeah. a tiger. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't you think putting, I guess it's not Bevo anymore, or is it Bevo now? No, putting, it's Devo. Putting Bevo out there on the field seems kind of dangerous, too. No, he's just going to poop. What about Ralphie? Wait, that happened. Didn't Don't Bevo, didn't Bevo throw some? He went at Georgia, the Georgia Bulldog, the right? Georgia English Bulldog, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, yeah, the, the cow kicked the dog's ass. Could have gored him. Yeah. Got so, a Frank Gordon. Anyways, Good I just God. really enjoyed that sports story. I hope you guys did, oh, too. It's a great sports story. And why do we keep forcing these mascots out on football fields? I don't know, but how did we not get uh, Mike Leach to weigh in the Conference USA mascots? I'd love to hear his take on the Dragons. <laughs> oh, I mean, what, what about these schools that have, you know, a bear as their mascot? Do any of them roll a bear out there? They should. They absolutely they I mean, should. tranquilized, obviously. But That's what? one of the great scenes in the underrated Will Ferrell movie Semi-Pro. 
that I need you guys to rewatch is Still when never seen it. When a part of the it's minor league basketball team and a part of the halftime entertainment to kind of get attendance up and save his team and save the league really. <laughs> he wrestles a bear <laughs> in a cage and the bear gets out and <laughs> it's just really good. We did that at a fan fest, didn't we? Didn't Kavanaugh wrestle something? Hey, Kavanaugh rode an alligator and the alligator tried to tail whip him. Oh man, yeah, there was hey, one yeah, time he didn't saw him. Yeah, Jeff's in the prep room right there. It almost got him. Tail whipped him. Almost got him. Yeah. Well, anyways, I I'm hope you guys. Alive still. I hope you guys all get a chance to go see your herpetologist. It's <laughs> the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Thanks, Jimmy. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Happy Football Friday, everybody. Glad to have you in the mix with us today. And we've been getting this from people. People have been like, "Well, you know, I enjoyed listening to you guys on my ride home from work, but I have trouble listening because I'm working during 10 to 2." Which is why we created Radio.com a long time ago. I guess we didn't create it. We just that was got my them. Invention. We got them to be our streaming app, so yep. you can go download the app for free, Radio.com, and take us to work with you. That way, you can listen all day while you're at work. Uh, all right, we've got to go back around the rest of the NFL games. We covered a lot of them earlier, but I do want to start with this Cowboys nugget for you. This is from Market uh, Marcus Mosier. Through two weeks, the Cowboys have 17 explosive plays. That's rushes of 10-plus yards or receptions of 20-plus yards. Do you guys know who the number one team is in terms of explosive plays through two weeks? I'm going to say it's the Kansas City Chiefs. That's fair. Chiefs. You going with that, too? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, yeah. Maybe the Dolphins. I was going to say, it could be the Dolphins. Huh. Not hey. self-exploding, oh. like imploding. <laughs> okay. Those are imploding plays. <laughs> right. Is it the Rams? It is not. Scan <laughs> our football guy. Do you want to take another guess? Because the Chiefs are wrong, the Rams are wrong. Ravens. I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens. That's correct. Oh, yeah. That is correct. Uh, the Cowboys are second place with 17. Oh. The Ravens have 28. And that's why that matchup between the Ravens and the Chiefs is your sure shot butt fart lock of the week. Absolutely, Ben. And, you know, I just look at it this way. When uh, Here's the way I talk football, KT. Yeah. I go, okay, well, Baltimore put up a lot of points and they played the Dolphins. So surely they're in the mix. What you said, the like the low scoring Ram. I don't remember what you said, but I haven't chosen my game yet. I, I don't want to hear, it what, I don't hear your logic. But that's really how a football expert steps up and delivers the gold, guys. All right, let's move on now to the first matchup of the second round of matchups Panthers at Cards. Pretty okay. interesting numbers here. Uh, last week, the Cardinals attempted three field goals from inside the five-yard line while trailing in the game. That had never happened before. Kyler Murray, the second quarterback to throw for 300 yards in each of his first two games. Uh, this is also pretty interesting. He has just one drop pass in his 94 attempts. He has two passing scores on 94 passes, uh, and he has the worst quarterback rating in all the NFL when under pressure. Kyler does? Yep. This under pressure a lot. is going to be fun, and I'll tell you why, guys. Tell me why. Okay, and just bear with me here. So tomorrow at Boomer Jackson, Fort Worth, at City View location, Chippy and I are going to have an A&M watch party. Oh, yeah. so 2.30 promo. to 4.30. Got it. Just come hang out with us there. Sir. This game, this Panthers-Cardinals game, is the Kevin Sumlin Bowl. Oh. Carolina Panthers quarterback Kyle Allen, uh-huh. who was beaten out. By Kyler Murray. Is he back at the up Cardinals? Camp? They named Kyle Field after him, right? It is Kyler Murray against Kyle Allen. He's yes. backing up Cam. in Arizona. Yes. Just an hour away from where Kevin Sumlin now coaches. Oh, it's man. awful circle for one of the worst games of the week. I swear to God, I had no idea he was in the league. Guys, I had no idea he there was in the he league. Is. And the confusing stat of the week, I'm going to retract what I said about Kyler when under pressure. Uh huh. That's in, inaccurate, what I just oh. said. It was only a test to see if you guys would catch it. Dump Dang. that, Shippy. Uh, here's what I meant to say. He has the eighth worst quarterback rating when not under pressure. 
Oh, well, dude, oh. he had a 36 quarterback rating in the first three quarters of his first game. Right. So, but he's got that yes. thing where it's like, oh, it's go time. Crank it up. Let's go. Let's see if I can pull a game out my butt. When you guys think of the Panthers, do you, do you still kind of consider them? No. A good team at all? I, so when we went into the season, I had them as one of the three or four teams I was the most confused about. Didn't know what they were going to be. And after two weeks, I'm here to declare that they are nothing. Okay. I would like you guys to now football guess. What do you think the Panthers' record is in their last ten games? Five and five. It's three and seven. I was going to say three and seven. It is one and nine. Oh, oh, that's what I was. I didn't watch all or nothing. It got real depressing on that Amazon series this year when they lost every game. They're falling apart, and you know, and it's—I mean—they had a pretty good run, but God, Cam, it's a shame. Cam's not going to be the same guy. He's yeah. been beat up Kyle, way too much. Kyle Allen did acknowledge that he and Kyler were never quote super tight. <laughs> So there could be a little bit of tension here Sunday. They couldn't bond over Sumlin having both of them and squandering it. Yeah. Well, he ended up getting none of them. Yeah. Guys, let's move on to the New York Giants of New York as they are going to play the Tampa Bay Bucks of Tampa Bay. Eli Manning, no longer the quarterback of the Giants. It's Daniel Jones time. You guys fired up to watch Daniel Jones? Uh, Yeah, not really, but, you know, I want him to exist. But I do want the Giants to go on a run because I just want to see how Francesa reacts. He went to Duke. I would love it if the Giants won three of their next four and then we could just occasionally tune in to see what Francesa's slobbering about. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the Giants ended up in that 6-10 and 10 territory so they don't have a, give, have a great draft pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, this game's terribly unexciting, though. Well, I mean, I guess it is the debut of Daniel Jonas, like you said. Maybe it is. I don't think that's his name. Hey, he's one of the Joe Bros. What is the? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. How's old Jameis working out these days, guys? Ooh. Is uh, he having a Mariota no, season? Jameis is up and down, and he will be up and down forever. You're yeah. never going to get uh, a good, does. solid projection on Jameis. This is the year, right? Isn't this the last year of the rookie deal? Jameis's career is just a, a constant ride on Judge Roy's scream. Is there a joke that I missed? No, nah, it's just one of the great Six Flags oh, roller coaster yeah. references that I yeah. there. I really don't know. Did Jameis is this the last year of his rookie deal? Right. <laughs> I wasn't going to say the Titan because I just yeah. imagine Roy as a judge screaming when I ride that. Yes, this is his fifth year option, sir. Right. So th- he's not going to be their quarterback moving forward. He's going to have to go out there and try to. You don't know that. Le- well, I just okay, but based on the way he's played, he's probably going to be playing for another team next year. He might be good. He'll probably be good on Sunday. Again, based on the way he's played, unless there's a shift, he's What's probably going to be out there. Has he been the problem with that team? I don't know. He, he got beat out stop. by Fitzmagic last year. They score points. He got beat out stop by Fitzmagic last year. But they score. And then he couldn't get back on the field, and he was sucking his fingers in front of people. It was terrible. Oh, that was so bad. Round one. I bet you Jameis is a starting quarterback in the league next year for somebody. That's exactly what I just oh. said. Then we're agreeing. Okay. Why are you fighting? Yeah, Why are we fighting for? The defense Uh, is a problem. All right, next game. Texans uh, at Chargers. Deshaun Watson, 159 yards passing last weekend, five yards on the ground. Not great. Uh, The only touchdown he produced was on a run. He's been sacked a league worst 10 times. He's 7 of 18 on play action. What the hell is going on with the Texans? Okay, can you imagine how bad their line would be if they didn't get Tunsil in there? Lord have mercy. That was a 13 to 12 game last week. Yeah. That was not my sure shot butt fart game of the week. <laughs> Just horrible. I still believe the nature of that division is that it's the Texans to lose now. 
I do too. I agree. Right. I mean, the Mishnu magic uh, is going to wear off at some point. <laughs> Minshew. Minshew. Uh, Chargers receivers lead the NFL in oh. dropped passes. They've dropped six passes. Not not helping out Phil Rivers. Well, you know, the, the Chargers and Texans should be a game that I'm excited to watch because we are talking about teams who are likely going to make the playoffs. And I'm just kind of going meh. And given that the Chargers lost to the Lions last night, uh, last week, I don't know. There's something about watching that offense is not as fun as it used to be. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe Guys, it's because Phil Burrs is so old, and I don't know. We do have an update on KT Sumlin Bowl at the uh, Autoflex Leasing Fan Text 877-881-1053. Don't forget Cliff was Sumlin's OC for a few years the as madness. well. Oh, it is madness. Yes. Oh, man, the madness. Wow. I'm gonna watch football next Same. game. Saints at Seahawks. Obviously, Drew Brees is going to be out for a while with the torn thumb limit, uh, ligament. He could miss up to six weeks uh, as he recovers from surgery on that thumb. So, Teddy Bridgewater takes over as quarterback. And again, uh, I don't I don't know if I ever went this far. <laughs> but the idea that uh, at my lowest points of not believing in Dak, I think I may have kicked around the idea that, hey, did, bro. Let's, get, let's go get Teddy Bridgewater, pay him nothing, and... Good God! Okay. If you, if you it, yeah, it's sorry, okay. sorry everyone. <laughs> Happens to everybody. Sorry, uh, but to support where you were at that time, I think Teddy's the highest paid backup in the league, isn't he? Yeah. So oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Now, he dude, was seventeen it, for thirty last week. Eh, it's it's not a very good offense. Well, I will say this: <laughs> given the fact that the Seahawks, the Seahawks are one and one. Are they two and zero? Oh? They win both. Uh, they're two and zero. Oh. Okay, they beat Pittsburgh oh. and they won. La- yeah. Saints are one and one. Yep. I would like to nominate this as the KT Fun Tweets Fun Game of the Week. Oh! And here's why. You see that coming, Shippy? I didn't. I didn't. No one did. So we all think Teddy Bridgewater is your starting quarterback for the Saints, right? So you think. (laughs) And he will be starting. Yeah. This Taysom Hill nugget? I think Taysom Hill is going to get about 20 throws in this game. What? 20 throws? I think they're going to let him play. They're going to just occasionally put him in for the throw play? No, and the run play. You oh. never know. I think they're going to let him play. And punt? I think and I think internally in New Orleans, they're asking themselves, is Taysom Hill a better player than Teddy Bridgewater right now? Right. Now, it's going to be loud in Seattle. It's the home opener for the Seahawks. They have the 12th man, Kevin. They the 12th man. They'll probably have, you know, Lil John up there getting everyone hype. <laughs> Raise the whole flag. You know, they'll probably do that whole thing. Yeah! And then, okay. and then you know, Teddy's going to be like, ah, I can't hear the play call. And Sean Payton's like, God, I love this Taysom Hill guy. He's my guy. I love him. He's gonna, Taysom Hill's going to play a lot. Uh, Russell Wilson went for 303 last week. He in his did. past six games at home, 12 passing scores, just two interceptions, and a 6-0 record. But he's going against a pretty badass pass rush. The Saints, according to Pro Football Focus, have the best pass rush in all football through two weeks. I knew they were good. I didn't realize they were that good. Uh, Russell Wilson just continues to be top of the top. He's a badass. And I don't know that they have enough to like do damage in the playoffs, but they always have uh, enough to make the playoffs as the wild card and then, uh, you know, get in. So that's what you want when your team is not where it's supposed to be. You just want a fighting chance. Makes me so unhappy that a guy like DK Metcalf would slide all the way to the back end of the second round and a, a team like the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. A kind of a squirrely team historically, you know. I don't know what they that kind means. of win games in weird ways. Okay, and Russell throwing off his back foot, and I don't know. 
All right. That bothers me that DK plays for them because he's going to be good. Next game, Steelers at 49ers. Uh, folks, this is the beginning of the Mason Rudolph era as Ben Roethlisberger is Dunsky. That's my big surprise that the Niners are 2-0. Yeah. The Niners and the Bills have a chance to be 3-0 and after three weeks. They better be. If we live in an alternate universe where the Bills and the 49ers are 3-0 and and the Steelers are 0-3, we're going to be asking ourselves in a mirror, guys, what the hell's going on? I'll tell you what, Bills-Niners was not my preseason Super Bowl prediction. Berman's was. That was Berman's pick. Uh, this next game is my sure shot. Fun, fartiest, spectacular outing of footballing yep. of the week. Yep. And that is the Rams at the Browns. Oh, wow. good pick, man. Yeah. See that yeah. coming. Way better than KT's. Yeah, thank you. I agree. Uh, this Guys, is. I, real quick, I'd just like to announce the 49ers Steelers is my fun maybe game, but also might not be, depending on how Mason Rudolph game plays game of the week. I'm That's tweet fair. That out. That's okay. I'll I'll have to write that down and see if I can tweet that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you guys looking forward to this? Let's Absolutely. put a wager on it. Whoever has the closest game, whoever whoever has the most fun game wins. I like, I like that because then you yeah. got to defend your game and talk about yeah. what was the most fun aspect of. Okay, all right, come on, Steelers. all right. So we all have our game. Yeah, whoever loses has to get a dong <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> I don't have any space for any more. Yeah, me neither. And for it's not that I'm running games. out of space. It's just that a lot of tattoos. <laughs> got a full sleeve. <laughs> dong sleeve. <Full> it's like I don't have room for Jay Leno. His chin's oh my too God. big. Uh, guys, final sports. final game. <laughs> Bears at Redskins. Anyone touching that for their fun fartiest game? I'm actually not going to watch it or pretend that it pretend that it didn't happen. I yeah. still want uh, maybe rehash that on Monday. Okay, maybe I, I, I think that Bears will score ten. What All happened right. to Trubisky? He's not that good. Coming up next on the Ben and Skin <laughs> Show, we're going to talk to Brian Broadus, and he's going to give us some reasons why we should take the Dolphins a little more seriously. That's next on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 